Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Thursday, May 11th. The Toronto Maple Leafs live to see another day. Looks like we're going to have an opportunity here for the for the New Jersey Devils to fight off elimination tonight. But Russ, how's your week been? Good, good. All's well, man. Yeah, that game last night was uh, very entertaining. We got uh, finally a very, very good game defensively from the Leafs. I mean, their defense played awesome. And then after yeah. that... Uh, I was on the Oilers last night in regulation. They took care of business as, uh, you know, as in the first period. So I know so money's pumped about that once we get him on here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he won't uh, He won't have much to say about his Oilers. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure good. we'll find out a lot from him in terms of uh, his thoughts as well, not only on the win last night, but uh, here you go. So money, how are you feeling? <laughs> Guys, it's been a morning. <laughs> what were your, what are your thoughts on the Oilers big response last night we were looking at them they could have put themselves down into a three to one hole there uh, but they find a way come out flying right away 4-1 victory over the Vegas Golden Knights you see a response not only from the offense but physically as well and what did you make of that game from that from that Oilers team last night I thought it was a much much better response um, I think that as the series is going on we're we're seeing from the Oilers what we kind of thought that they would be throughout the season as the season progressed. And that's a, um, this team has the ability to be physically imposing. And we're seeing them not, not necessarily start having their way, but they're starting to wear down Vegas, both, um, both, both physically. And of course we saw between the ears as well um, nearing the, nearing the end of the game. So, I think that um, I I think that as this as this series goes goes along, um, I think that we're 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 starting to see that, especially on the on the Vegas back end, because coming into this series, that was a clear advantage that Vegas had on the on on the Oilers is that um, the Knights have a better defense, and there's no there's no uh, there's no questioning that. So I think that um, if they just keep doing what they're doing, stay away from the from the nonsense after the whistle that um, that Vegas wants to drag 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 Edmonton into it. Um, and as they continue, what we saw yesterday last night is there is our four check getting in quickly on the on the on the defense. We'll continue seeing Vegas make those make those mistakes. And um, I think that's the way that the Oilers are going to be able to. To a to a jump on the Knights and hopefully take take control of the series here going forward. So, money, I have to ask you about uh, the conclusion to that game. I'll give him some of my thoughts on it, but I'm interested to see what goes on here today in terms of announcements from the NHL, the NHL uh, player safety department. Because my honest opinion of how they run things and how they operate, 
I think George Pharos is completely unfit for that position. I think he's done a terrible, terrible job in there. I sent a, I sent a, a little video to the Edgework group last night of as a joke of the Wheel of Fortune being spun, saying this is how he's going to determine the the fines or the punishments or whatever for Petrangelo coming into today. But in reality, that's kind of seems like what it, it is. What it what he does in that office. There's no consistency to anything. You have no idea what is, what isn't going to be reviewed. You don't know if things are going to be fines or suspensions. There's absolutely nothing this guy does that makes sense. He's completely set a precedent that essentially is allowed just all-out war on the ice at different times and then the cleanest, tidiest game you could ever imagine at others. There is no understanding of how things will or won't operate with George Peros. He has done a complete mock. He's made a complete mockery of the entire situation of the NHL department of player safety. I think he's completely unfit for the job should no longer be in there. So I'm interested to see how this is handled today. Cause that slash by Petrangelo was quite wicked on, <laughs> um, on Leon Dreisaitl at the end of the game yesterday, but so many, I'm interested in your thoughts, uh, especially as, you know, a resident Oilers fan here. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, so, so the cleanest thing for the NHL to do, and as we know, the NHL loves doing this, would be to uphold the one game for nurse for the, for, for the instigator, give uh, give um, give AP an, an, a game, and then just, like, wash your hands clean, right? But yeah. But but in reality, I mean, I the nurse instigator happened because of all this stuff, right? So um, and and I I don't know how you can make a case where where um, where where he doesn't deserve a de- deserve a suspension. I mean, he that that wasn't a hockey play, right? Like Drysaddle no. had already shot the puck. It was there were a few seconds that were elapsed, and he comes in with a. With like essentially a tomahawk, right? So, how how is that not intent to injure, right? So, and you can argue that like, well, he was he was cross checked by Kane um, earlier into the, into the boards. Yeah, he was, and I I do feel that 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 that, that should have been a penalty, um, but that was also part of the play. It wasn't as if that um, that that the puck was played and then Kane came behind him and checked him so um there's there's a big difference between those two those two plays there so um if i were the nhl i'd suspend him for the rest of the series right but uh, um i think i i think in reality um he is going to get one game and uh they'll probably uphold uh, nurses one one game too and uh call it a draw in the way that the nhl loves to do Yep. Yeah, I completely agree with you. There are so many. I think they'll both probably get one game. And just like you said, uh, Zach, it just makes it a much worse product. And I can't imagine what these players are feeling, you know, going into these games every night, not knowing what constitutes a suspension penalty and what constitutes, you know, a minor penalty to a major penalty. And it's got to be just extremely difficult with the consistency of the game and for, especially for the players. And I know, you know, from a handicapping, from a betting perspective, it's just this round two has just been insane to uh, try and decipher, you know, which, uh, what suspensions they're going to give out. I, I, I do agree with you. I think they'll probably get one game each, but I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, if, if Paros does something crazy and, you know, does something different than that. <laughs> so money, Jeremy trying to help you out here. Lifetime ban. And the Oilers start the next game up one nothing. I think that would that would be beneficial yeah. to you there as well. But 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, I look at the Petro uh, Kane incident you talked about there, so money. That's definitely needs to be dealt with. But then you also flash back to the Colorado Seattle series. Jordan Eberle hits Cogliano from behind, quite literally breaks his neck and Mm -hmm. nothing happens there. So why would there be anything for the Evander Kane situation? It's not that they are the same. I think the the Eberle Cogliano one was worse, but that being said, nothing happened on that one. So why would anything happen on this one if it wasn't as bad? Yeah. 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 And I think no consistency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to take the take. As you you have to take the time of the game into account. You have to take the mm-hmm. score. You have to take kind of the temperature of the game. Like those are all factors that yep. that 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 determine the action, right? Like if you are within a game and you do something dirty, um, in in like the middle of the game, you 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 should get a penalty. And if it's if it's egregious, you should get suspended. If you're down four one with a player yeah. trying to shoot at an empty net. Yeah. Um, with the game over, with the and you lift your game. stick above your head. That's exactly. The with, you know, with, they're with, second best player. Yeah. 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 And the and and the temperature of the game clearly on the rise, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. you got goaded into this, right? Like that's 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 a completely different scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very frustrating to see that happen. And I know that a lot of times when I've spoken on it, people have said, "Oh, well, it's your Leafs fan. You're complaining." I just want to see a better product for the NHL as a whole. Like some of this just doesn't make sense because you also think about the idea of someone turning on the game for for the first time and Mm -hmm. seeing stuff go on. They have no idea. They're thinking, they see that guy throw, they see Petrangelo throw slash like that. In your head, you got to be thinking this is going to be worth something big to injure a player like that or to uh, attempt to injure a player like that. And then you pull up social media the next day and you find out he was fined the maximum allowable under the CBA for $5,000. And yeah. you're saying like, oh my God, they, this guy's just allowing nothing short of murder here in this league. So we'll see what happens with the suspensions. Very interesting to see there. But we will get into today's games and break these down as well. And as we do, you're going to notice some of the uh, books that come up here as the best odds available for each of these games, whether it be for the game's the to- uh, the totals or puck lines in each of them, a lot of the time, the best odds are going to be Pinnacle Sportsbook. And Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sportsbook available to bettors in Ontario. You can find out what professional bettors have known for decades. Pinnacle is where the best bettors play. You must be 19 plus in Ontario. Please play responsibly, not available in the U.S. So thank you to our friends over at Pinnacle for sponsoring the show. We do preach line shopping, making sure you get the best number. But more often than not, you're going to see here, at least even throughout the show today, that Pinnacle does have the best odds by using pinnacle lower hold you can win more you can also lose less which i think is most important for people in the long term so guys let's get to the games here today we'll break these down give out best bets for anything that we might have and again we will recap them at the very end here and if you do want to track our progress throughout the course of the season as well as uh in these playoffs here, you can see that in the BetStamp app, which you can find in iOS, Android, as well as on the web, in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. So make sure to go over there and check that out. But let's start here tonight with the New Jersey-Carolina game. Russ, I'll go to you first. Your thoughts in this one. Any bets that you might be looking at? Currently, we're looking at Carolina minus 127. They are back at home here now. A chance to close out this series against the Devils. The total currently sitting at 6. 
You got over six uh, at plus money. The under currently sitting at minus 113. Is there a way that you would be looking to attack this one or any bets currently on the board that you fi- you have any interest in right now? Yeah, we. Uh, I think that as far as the side goes, I think that number's about right. About 55-ish percent for Carolina is about right. Um, unfortunately, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Hurricanes end it tonight. Um, but yeah, I like the over here. I played the uh, juiced over five and a half. I think up to minus 125 is completely fine. And then other than that, um, past 125, I would play a juiced six. But, yeah, I think um, there is still, uh, yeah, minus 125 at points bet, maybe a minus 122 as Circa. I don't know if that's widely available. I'm completely fine with over five and a half, minus 125. Um, the truth is I my numbers have had over six the majority of this series, and we have just haven't played it, unfortunately, for a number of reasons for the Hurricanes offense um you know struggling their defense being so good you know kind of shying away from hurricanes overs and you know that's kind of bit me in the butt for you know for lack of a better term but you know i wish we had been playing on that so finally yeah we're gonna start uh, we're gonna start playing on this over i think you know the hurricanes have their offense has just been playing a lot better they've been generating a lot more chances some of their um, bottom bottom end guys are you know getting three or four shots on goal each night um so you know this is almost looks like a, a different team than the end of the regular season despite the fact that they've lost quite a few of their uh, talented guys and then on the flip side you know this devil's team is you know extremely fast and they have goalie issues i'm i'm not exactly sure what lindy ruff was thinking last game when he went back to Vanacek, it was maybe one of the most mind-blowing decisions I've seen of this playoffs. Uh, but we will be back with Akira Schmidt tonight. And, um, you know, playing the over, I'd like to probably see Vanacek in goal. But I'm fine with Akira Schmidt here, and it looks like Frederick Anderson is going for the Hurricanes. Um, yeah, I've got closer to 6.2-ish here. I lean towards the over. I've been that way all series, so we are finally going to play it tonight over 5.5, minus 120-ish. Okay, so we'll lock in the minus 125. That is available at a bunch of different books, at a bunch of the uh, different bigger books as well, so it is out there. Russ, uh, you said on that side, 120 up to the 125. Now, in the six, where if people were looking to play that instead, where would you want to play that to? What numbers would you be interested in on the six? What would it have to get to for you to be okay with playing that? I mean, I think anything that's a, a plus plus number above 100 is fine. If you can get plus 105, that's fine. Plus 100 is probably fine. Anything other than, you know, if it does start to drift more than that and, and we're looking at uh, minus 110s both ways on the six, you know, I'd probably say most of the value is gone there. Um, it's been a weird, weird second round. We've got uh, totals of six and a half are seven and one to the under. And totals of five and a half are eight and zero to the over. So it seems like six is about that uh, just perfect middle ground. And if you watch some of these games in this series, you know, there's all kinds of crazy goals happening through two, three goals in, you know, two or three minutes um, pulled goalies early, especially when uh, in this uh, elimination game scenario tonight, I could easily see a goalie being pulled early if the uh, devils are down. So no, I think, you know, right up to the plus 100, if it gets to minus 110, you know, I, I think you probably missed it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, and Jeremy here, you mean even money? Yes, Jeremy. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Listen to Circles Off later yeah. today, 4 p.m. New episode coming out. I, I didn't even down. realize that was a 
you know, a debate. I uh, in, in America, I think we say both plus 100 and even money uh, interchangeably. So, <laughs> but I had I seen that debate going on on Twitter. I, <laughs> just, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah like, i don't but, even know uh yeah My bad, i, I saw that no i did it as well i did it as well it said plus money and plus plus 100 i don't know i didn't even i didn't even realize it was like bad to say until uh, that whole debate broke out it is what it is maybe up north but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so money you're the goalie whisperer you saw the goalie change go on in new jersey there uh yeah, you see yeah. things flip around the other way for for that series what is going on? What is happening with the New Jersey Devils, with the goalie situation, and what can we look forward to here tonight? Yeah, I mean, the, this is the problem, right? When you have when when you go back and forth with goalies, um, you have one guy in Vanacek, and uh, Lindy Ruff alluded to this, where he's he he's just he's just completely shot. His confidence, like, I mean, and when you go back and forth, like I've talked about this before, like you you have to make the right decision and you're putting yourself in a position where if you don't make the right decision you you're you're risking the whole confidence of the team and we saw that mm-hmm. after the after the 2-1 goal after the 3-1 goal that game mm-hmm. was played very differently from 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 New Jersey and and it all starts from the back right like if you don't have confidence in your goalie you start playing the game a different way Right, and we've seen that over, um, over many many years. Right, that's a lot of times that's the way the game is played. Um, I don't think Schmidt has been confirmed, has he? Like, I don't think so. Not yeah, be- not for sure. Yeah, because um, I think there's there's a there's some chatter that even uh, Blackwood might start. Right, really well. Yeah. Right, and now and now you're just completely overthinking everything. Right, you're yeah. going to bring in a guy who hasn't played in a while. Yeah. Um, you you already have one guy whose confidence is gone and you have another guy in Schmid who, I mean, realistically, he was your better option. He had a bad game so or a bad game and a half. And now and now you go away from him. So so I I I, I don't understand what's what's what, what what's happening there. But in terms of the line composition, I think that um it it looks fair right now. Um, so in game one, Pinnacle closed Carolina at minus one twelve. So when you remove the juice, it's about fifty one and a half percent. Game two was minus one oh seven. Um, that brings it to uh, about fifty and a half percent. Now in hindsight, based on what happened in those first two games, um, clearly it was short, right? Um, and I mentioned before that um, I. I, I throw away game three because there's not much I can take away from that game. Um, there were 10 shorthanded goals scored in that game. Like, like, like what are you going to take from that, right? Um, and in game four on the road, um, um, Carolina, that was a legitimate road win for them. Um, so clearly back home, the Hurricanes should should get a boost. Now we see the pinnacle number. I think it's at minus one. Minus one twenty-seven. Well, minus one twenty-eight. So, uh, what is that? About fifty-four and a half percent, right? So. So, so that means we're seeing about a four percent increase on the on the Hurricanes now. I would argue that once you factor in the goaltending uncertainty for 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 New Jersey, um, we might see Blackwood and Ned, um, and the way that the Hurricanes have handled the Devils with their short closings, I think the premium is fair. Um, the Devils have taken money throughout the series, so 
if for whatever reason um, there is any steam on the Devils, that's when I would be on Carolina. But right now, I think that I think that we're fair right now. So, money. At what point do you start to play Blackwood like uh, Jonas Johansson? Oh dear. Um, depends. Is he is he going to be playing? Yeah, is he going to be playing against the Bruins though? Um, he 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 seems to do well against Boston, but yeah, yeah I mean that was a. Uh, that was sad. It, uh, when when that when that came through my feed, it was uh, I I I poured one out for our, for, for our guy. <laughs> we still got Felix Sandstrom to bet against every time <laughs> yeah. next year. But no, I think um, you know exactly what so many was talking about with this uncertainty in the net for the Devils is exactly what's happening. If you just watch that odd screen all morning. Um, the over/under is getting bet over right now, and it looks like yes, it looks like the the actually the Hurricanes are taking some money just because of this uncertainty and this you know non-announcement from the Devils. It's a it's it's completely perplexing from a coach that has been so good all season. It, it you know it's it's unfortunate. All right, so we have one best bet in this game here. That is the over five and a half up to minus 125. There are a bunch available, but uh, if you ha- don't have a book available that has this or you don't have one of the books you saw up on screen, it is that likely time for you to be able to sign up for a new one here because the easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp like we're doing here today and like we do every day here on this show. BetSam compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. You can save time and money by checking BetSam before you bet. Make sure to download the app today. You can find that in iOS, Android, as well as on the web. And if you are looking to sign up for a new sports book, one that you do see here today and you say, oh, win, I wish I could bet on that. I don't have it quite yet. Make sure to go over to betstamp.app slash edge work to sign up you can also click the link in the description of this video or on podcast if that's how you're choosing to listen to this one every sign up through that page helps support the show so we do appreciate it if people are signing up that way as well just another friendly reminder to people if you guys are watching the show right now you haven't hit that subscribe button make sure to subscribe here to the edge work hq channel we will have more series previews as the uh, second round wraps up and we go into the third round as well we'll have some things getting ready for for uh for you for the nhl draft so you're not going to want to miss that but one more game here tonight seattle dallas we know Morado is sitting there what he's going to be on tonight in terms of dallas and his love for the dallas stars that we've seen but dallas finds a way to even this one up in the last game 6-3 win this series is flip-flop back and forth each team just trading blows one game for one game now we're looking at it even up Back to Dallas here for five. Minus 187 for the Stars here tonight. You see the total currently sitting at six. Again, even money on the over for that one. Minus 110 currently on the under. With this Dallas team, so money, seeing it at minus 187, do you think that that's fair considering what we've seen out of Dallas over the last little while? Do you think maybe Seattle deserves more respect? How much of this has to factor into the the fact that it is at home? for the stars tonight like what's going on with this line and what were your initial thoughts here yeah i think that uh seattle does deserve a little bit more respect but i can also see why it's why it's lined like this dallas should should be taking the premium at at home and they they are the better team right so so 
so so you do have that. But as we know in the playoffs, the better team doesn't always win. It is it is about matchups, and I think that Seattle has shown that as the series has gone on, they they are starting to match up better against the against the stars. They are able to get production throughout their lineup, and um, I do. Grubauer is an is is an interesting case because I think overall he's playing well. Um, I do think that he's he's gonna have times where he's gonna where he's gonna struggle and it's just it's just the way he is but um i do um i am confident in his ability to to rebound after a bad game um he has shown that a lot this season um and i don't see anything that's gonna that that would that would de- deter me away from that so i think but but i do think that the that the side itself is fair now um when you look at the total um the the whole series we were lined at five and a half, and um, and the goals in this series have come in bunches, right? So in game one there were six goals scored in a thirteen minute span in the first period. Game two we had four goals in thirteen period in the second period. Game three six goals in the second period. Game four we had five goals in a fifteen minute span in the second period. Um, and when when these two teams are going back and forth, your um, like in terms of game and and theoretically the um, like how much your um, how much you have to push the other team, you're 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 gonna have these cluster goals. Um, two two game five, um, I think that things start tightening up. Um, I do think that this game is gonna be played um, close to what game two in Dallas was, except I don't think that Seattle is gonna be is is gonna be as loose as they were. So um, I do like the under here. Um, we're we're up to a six now. So so the five and a halves have been adjusted to a six, and now it's when you're when you're looking at the over, it's um, it's just a completely different ball game now. When you've already adjusted from five and a half to the six, so um, I do like the under six. Um, I played it, um, and I and I like it to minus one fifteen. Okay, so perfect. So we'll take that there at the minus one ten. Um, seems available you can see minus 112s out there it is going up to minus 115 so someone you're saying that is the max you would take that to i would shop around recommend shopping around and getting the best price on that but uh, minus 110 we'll take there for the under six russ you also were looking at uh, a bet in this game where are you looking yeah i do agree with uh, so money just to just to for the record, um, I think that was a good breakdown of, of uh, why, you know, the, why the adjustment is probably a little bit too much and, uh, you know, a little bit of value on the under. But no, um, one of my favorite plays in this game, I do lean towards a cracking, but but my favorite play in this game is uh, I'm going to go with Joe Pavelski over two and a half goals. And that is juiced up and you can get it at plus 125, I believe. Um, I You know, Joe Pavelski has been one of my favorite players since I started watching this league. One of the veterans, he's finally starting to play, you know, his normal minutes up to almost 20 minutes a game. He's gone over. He's had three shots on goal in uh, four of the last five games. And uh, Dallas is, you know, putting a ton of of pucks on the net. They're fifth in shots on goal this playoffs. And um, Seattle's a really, really good defensive team, but they do allow quite a few chances. Um, They're up to second most allowed shots. You know, that's primarily, that's part of because of the, you know, they played Colorado in that, that last round. Um, but they, you know, their defense is, is 
actually gives up quite a few chances. It's just uh, Grubauer has been very, very good. So I think this is a this is a fine number. I you know it probably should be closer to even money. And if I'm going to get plus uh, plus one twenty five, I think that's great value on uh, on the vet to have three shots on goal here tonight. So that's the way I am going, and that's my favorite play. I do have. Um, one other look here, I think, you know, just the way this uh, game has been going and with the back and forth nature and um, with each goalie kind of having a, a great game after a loss, uh, I think you could um, look at Kraken in regulation here. There's only been a couple games go into the playoffs in the second – I'm sorry, into the overtime in the second round of the playoffs. And currently right now you can get the Kraken at plus 240, I believe, in regulation. I mean – you know, I think that number just seems completely off. Yeah, plus two fifty three. I think that's worth a punt, man. You know, this is a this is a crazy line um, where you can put a you know a pretty small bet on it, and if it does hit, or if something crazy happens where, you know, they get up three zero or three one, and uh, you're in the third period, obviously you're feeling pretty good. So you know, I yeah. I like this number. I like the fact that there's so much high variance in the second round that uh you know this honestly per is a lot more valuable than just playing the money line um you know i'm not uh not expecting a uh overtime game i'm not expecting a very close game it could just be very high variant so i'm fine putting like a putting like 0.3 units on this or uh or 0.35 units on this to win one unit just because it's been such a zigzag series a back and forth series and um i think this number is right. a little bit too high so you know it's a little bit play a contrarian play but i think that's an interesting look um even like as a parlay piece or whatever so i i would uh, i'll probably have a small piece on that and I'm, I'm fine with putting that in okay so there you go those are our best bets for today uh both games broken down if you are interested in in tracking along how these picks do tomorrow you want to see what happens make sure to uh follow us on the bet stamp app you can find that in the find better section as edgework hq you won't be able to see these picks ahead of time as they are locked we want to make sure that people are coming to the show to get the picks that we're giving out on a daily basis but if you want to see them after and see the progress the closing line how we're doing against the market you can go to the bet stamp app and find all that information in there um so money taylor biscoff here saying taking the under with two teams that are 10 for 10 and over is just seems completely wild to me um does it worry you at all that they've gone 10 for 10 uh in this one in this series yeah i mean i i i understand uh, taylor's point um i just um I don't know how much stock you can put in going back that far, right? Like you had, you had your regular season games where, um, yeah, the games went over, but these are completely different situations, right? Like you have scheduling effects, you have lineup changes, um, you have Joey Decord started one of those games, right? So it's just it's 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 just a completely different ball game, and then now, um, yeah, the 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 games in this series have gone over, but. Um, I don't think that outside of those cluster goals that this series has been played at 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 an over level. All that said, we're still adjusting from the five and a half to six. So if there was um, if there was an inefficiency in the marketplace with these teams that they should not be lined at five and a half, these these games should be going over. Well, we've made the adjustment to six now. Right. So mm -hmm. um, how much more past six would you like to go um, 
for 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 this to be an to to be an over an over adjustment now, right? So I'm going already going in the playoffs from five and a half to six. In a in a series, I would argue that there's a lot of external factors and cluster goals that have pushed this over. I think is already an over adjustment. So that's the reason why I'm I'm still coming in on the under six. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, to recap today's picks, pull these up here. We got do have four best bets for tonight. So two games, four best bets. We got one in the New Jersey-Carolina game. Starting there, we're taking the over 5.5, minus 125 for a full unit in that game. Then in the uh, Seattle-Dallas game, Rusty put that one out there so you could win 100 on plus 253. Seattle in regulation. So for those wondering, we just did uh, to win a hundred in that game. Then as well, we're taking the Joe Pavelski over two and a half shots on goal plus one twenty five for a full unit and so money. I went to lock in the under six at the minus one ten and it moved as that was happening. So we took it at the minus one fifteen uh, for the show here. But so many was saying that's good up to minus one fifteen anyways. So we'll take it at the max that we can there for making sure it is consistent across the show and for people later as well. So under six minus one fifteen full unit, Seattle, Dallas, Pavelski over two and a half shots on goal plus one twenty five full unit as well. Seattle money line regulation time uh, plus two fifty three to win a unit. So we're taking that one essentially for points four units to win uh to win a unit and then finally we're taking the over five and a half minus 125 in the new jersey carolina game for a full unit as well so if you enjoyed the go ahead somebody no i was gonna say zach did you just avoid talking about the leafs like i was getting a lot of messages saying that uh that we don't talk about the leafs enough (laughs) have have you touched on them at all no no, why not? I, I, it's not a, it's not a worry for me. I think still, uh, you know, Panthers in five until they can prove to me that they can, uh, <laughs> something else can happen. So I'm not getting hopes up. I know Moretto was tuning in today to hear me sit here and say, it's Leafs in seven. We're getting this thing done. We're winning the cup. It's not <laughs> happening, Moretto. I'm not going down that path. Uh, stay quiet, stay calm, stay humble. One game at a time. That's all you can do. You just you just chip away. So until this team and this core proves otherwise, I, I will say this. I'll say this on the lease. I have had to deal with so much nonsense from Leafs fans over the last little while for myself being in a position of looking at this team, looking at their their performance, and people being like, it's three bad games. How can you get on this team? Well, for those watching who are Leafs fans, I think the people here in the Edgework show are pretty reasonable with a lot of the stuff, but like, it's not three bad games. The team as a whole didn't play that great in the Tampa series, which I understand it's the playoffs, things happen, it is what it is, but they didn't play that well in that series, they won. I think if Vasilevsky is normal Vasilevsky, even despite how the rest of that Tampa team plays, the Leafs are probably in in for a much tougher series. That thing probably goes seven, you probably have a lot of more difficult time closing that one out. That's just kind of how I feel about that. It is what it is, the playoffs, you get through. You come into this series... Played well in game one, played well in the first period of game two, played horrible in period two. 
you piss that one away. You go into period three. Now it's too little, too late, trying to fight your way back. Game three, to avoid 3-0, they went and resorted back to being the exact same players that they were in game seven, game six, and game five of the Tampa series last year. The same players that they were five, six, seven of the Montreal series, the same guys that they were in the Columbus series. So basically they just pulled through and became the exact same players. And in the most important moments in the playoffs, I'm not sitting here comfortably saying, hey, I'm happy with one round. That's something for the fans to have some sigh of relief to not have to go online and be told first round, first round, first round anymore. Like that should never be the goal of the players. And I was in a position where I was like, hey, I want them to win in seven here, but until they can actually show that they have some pushback, like Rick Bonus was saying about the guys in Winnipeg, then I'm not going to believe it because they've shown nothing to make us think that that could happen. So all I look at here as this goes along, one game at a time. You showed it last night. You came out to play, played an incredible defensive game, got the win. Joseph Wall was incredible. 9-6-0 save percentage. Like this guy is actually very very good it seems like but okay now do it again on friday because if you show up on friday and you do what you did here tonight then i'll be a, a little bit more positive a little bit more happy about it but if they show up on friday and they do what they did in game three then what the hell was the point if that makes sense it's just like looking at it that way one game at a time that's all you can do it's all you can do you just chip away one game at a time and get the pucks in deep Pucks in deep, pucks on net, and, uh, you know, uh, listen to coach and uh, stick to the game plan, and we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's my thoughts. In terms of the game last night, I think uh, Russ had even touched on it there. Like before, they played really well defensively. I like what I saw, but just show that again. Show that yep. again. They haven't, that's, they haven't that's allowed uh, less than 14 slot shots to the Panthers in any three games, and they allowed six last night. It was, right. uh, I mean, I haven't seen Mitch Marner played so well. It was like a whole different team last night. So yeah, I got a, a little bit of hope as well. You know, it, it looked like a completely different team. Yeah. But that's, I think where some of the frustration comes in that yeah, you're in the second yeah. round of the playoffs. Yes. You shouldn't have to say, well, that was a completely different team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You yeah. shouldn't yeah. have to say that at this point. But there you go, so money. There's your leave stock for today. <laughs> I'm gonna try to make Moretto come on the show tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh God, yeah, you should actually. I'm sure that'd be uh, yeah, that'd be appointment viewing. People would tune in for that. Gonna get him to give out his Panthers pick again as he did yesterday. Panthers money line. I will say like. I will likely be doing the exact same things that I did for the, uh, yesterday's game tomorrow. Yeah, uh, so keep it all in the same order. There was a Panthers money line bet placed yesterday. One of those might be coming in again tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, I was on the, <laughs> we'll I was, I was on the Panthers too. I might do the same. Thing. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. We'll pay for the Leafs to win this series some money. But <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Well, thank you guys for taking the time to do this today. Greatly appreciate it. Um, we will see everyone back here tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time for more picks and previews. If you enjoyed the show here today, make sure to like this stream, smash the like button as well. Subscribe here to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. Enjoy the games tonight. We'll see you all back here 10.30 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow as well. Good luck on your bets tonight.